Hello, and welcome to My Tiny Bottles, the podcast where I'm exploring my grandmother's legacy of miniature liquor bottles, one tiny bottle at a time. I'm your host, Tammy Coxon. It's rare that I can know exactly when a tiny bottle comes from. This is one of those occasions. Bottle number 48 is Noblesse Canadian Whiskey. According to its Canadian Bottled and Bond tax strip, it was manufactured in 1965. And since the label declares it to be 10 years old, that means it was released in 1975. So for once, dating the bottle was the easy part. The more interesting challenge was figuring out what was in the bottle. Searching just for Noblesse Canadian Whiskey didn't get me very far, so I dug into the next piece of information on the label, Canadian Gibson Limited of Montreal, Canada. If you're a fan of Canadian whiskey, that Gibson name might sound familiar because there is a famous Canadian brand called Gibson's Finest. I figured the two had to be related, and they were. But just like many of the brand names I've talked about in other episodes, there was a much bigger name lurking in the background. No, not Seagram's, Shenley Industries. They were one of the big four liquor companies that dominated the industry for most of the 20th century, and their fingerprints are all over these little bottles. The driving force behind Shenley Industries was a man named Louis Rosenstiel. He founded the company with some other investors in 1920 to sell medicinal alcohol during Prohibition, which set the company up to dominate the trade once Prohibition was repealed. By all reports, Rosenstiel was an absolute character, a hard-driving businessman with a quick temper, determined to have his way, and knowing how to get it. While his name never made it on a bottle of bourbon, he was the driving force behind several changes that impact the industry to this day. As I talked about in episode one, Maker's Mark, his overproduction of whiskey ahead of the Korean War led directly to the downturn of American whiskey in the second half of the 20th century. But it also caused legal changes to the amount of time a whiskey can be aged before being taxed, which turned out to be a good thing for the industry and fans of old bourbon. He was also the driving force behind getting bourbon officially declared a distinctive product of the United States by Congress. See the show notes for links to two great posts from bourbonbeach.com on Shenley's rise and eventual fall. But why am I talking about this in an episode about a Canadian whiskey? Well, like others of the big four, Shenley was a hungry giant and spent decades absorbing other companies and growing ever larger. See episodes 4 and 44 about Black Bottle and Long John Scotch, for example, of brands that ended up under the Shenley umbrella. In 1945, that included Quebec Distillers, Inc., renamed to Shenley Canada, Inc. At the Valleyfield Distiller in Quebec, the company started making whiskey for both the American and Canadian markets. Because Shenley had absorbed a bunch of distilleries and companies in its rise, it owned many brand names. From the 40s to the 70s, Shenley would give those old American brands new life as names for Canadian whiskies. This included Golden Wedding and, in 1972, Gibson. So we finally get back to Canadian Gibson Limited, which was presumably a subsidiary of Shenley. Based on an ad I found, 10-year-old Noblesse was the premium whiskey in their 1970s lineup. It looks pretty elegant for its time period. It's got a clear glass bottle with a gold label, 10 years old is written right up top, and Noblesse is in a noble-looking serif font below. Above that, there's a coat of arms with the words Noblesse Oblige in teeny tiny letters, just to make sure you understand the reference. The full-size bottle looked even better, packaged in a fancy decanter. The other whiskey in the 1970s lineup was Gibson's 909, which was only aged for six years. The last ads I can find for Noblesse in newspapers are from 1974, meaning my 1975 bottle is likely one of the last. Gibson's Finest, bottled at 12 years old, hit the market in the early 1980s. So my guess is that they started saving up their older whiskeys for that and capitalized on the Gibson name. 
I am excited to taste this one. The Valleyfield Distillery in Quebec, still in operation today, is known for producing particularly flavorful and interesting whiskeys due to an unusual distillation setup. So if Noblesse was their premier product, made in 65 and bottled in 75, I've got high hopes for it being delicious. Now I just need to find the perfect someone to taste it with. Do you know about Canadian whiskey or know someone who does? Leave me a comment at mytinybottles.com or message me on social media at mytinybottles. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and tell all your friends about My Tiny Bottles. Cheers! This episode was produced by Lester Graham. The theme song is Snooter by Josh Woodward.